Yes, babe. Are we live? We're live. So I'm putting you on the spot. Uh-oh, you always do. Because I was just listening to a podcast. I think it was, it was a TED Talk. And it was about... It was about a lot of things. But one of the topics was confidence. And as I was listening to this girl talk about confidence and self-esteem, it's something that it just it's a topic that you always bring to my mind because you're someone who I think of as having a tremendous amount of confidence not in an arrogant way but just you're you're naturally very confident and self-assured and it's funny because I know you you, you have a lot of stream of consciousness you just love to talk so <laughs> you say things out loud but you know, it's stuff that you're saying to yourself in your head. And you there's a lot of positive self-talk that comes out of your mouth. And again, not in an arrogant way, but, you know, you'll say, yeah, I was pleased with my performance today in the workout. I did this and that. And, you know, you talk to yourself in a, in a positive way. And I just wondered whether you had any insight as to how that developed in your life. Because by comparison, I can tell you that I most of the time do not talk that way to myself. Well, I think there's a difference between what I'm saying out loud and what's actually going on in my head. Sure, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sure. So, while I may appear confident, and I think I do try to only talk in the positive, which isn't, doesn't always happen, but I try to, there's, doesn't mean there's not doubt in my mind, whether it's in the middle of a workout, whether it's about my ability. You know, for example, judging... Specifically on Mary at the CrossFit Games, I was on the far line, one over, so I was in like lane two, say, and by the side, the other half of the judges that weren't judging were watching. We each had a partner. Mm -hmm. So in essence, every athlete had two judges. The one on the floor, who was making the calls, but the other person out there who was double-checking our count and also making sure we were making the right call. Mm -hmm. And in those scenarios... I definitely have doubt about my ability. No different than when a flow master at a seminar watches one of my breakout groups, you immediately start to doubt yourself. So there's definitely times where my confidence is not as high as it should be, maybe. You know, I like to think I'm a great judge and great coach, but whenever you have someone watching, you definitely... I don't immediately think... You know, so for example, if I'm working a weekend with Todd or Jenny and they're like, hey, I'm going to watch your group, my mind doesn't immediately go to, I'm going to show them how great I am. Certain things it does. When I run a class, like the day one class at a level two, I know I'm going to knock it out of the park because I'm, that's probably where I'm most confident in my coaching. Mm -hmm. But when you watch a small breakout group, and it probably goes back to the fact that it took me a long time to get on staff and I interned for 10 seminars where your feedback was often come back again, come back again, and that takes its toll on you. You know, 200 seminars later, my confidence is higher. But I, but I think, you know, going back to what you said, you can fake it till you make it type of thing. You have, to, you have to rewire your brain, and what you say can ultimately influence what you think. So what you think is going to happen first, but if you talk positively enough over and over, you can build that fake confidence, which will ultimately become real confidence. You know, in that same scenario, there were times where 
even to the participants, I was worried if I was good enough. You know, my first 10, 20 seminars. And now ultimately I know, you know, to the participants, I'm going to come off like a rock star. Yeah, I think you said a lot of things there. <laughs> you, said, you said I could talk stream of consciousness. No, I did. I know, I know. But some of the things you said, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I, think, um, I think we can develop those ideas a little bit further because what I think you're really saying is you have a good understanding of your value and your worth, I think. Perhaps it's not super um, at the forefront of your mind or consciousness, but I think you do have this way of talking to yourself that is is positive in your subconscious. Like, hey, no, I'm going to do okay at this because, hey, look, I, I interned for X amount of times. I've done this many seminars. Like, I know what I'm doing here. And I have a lot of knowledge that I can share with these people. Um, or whatever it might be that you're doing. So I think, I think, yeah, there are times where you might need to just cultivate that fake it till you make it sort of mindset. But really all what you're saying is you're not faking it. You're just, you're just reframing and talking to yourself positively. Well, why shouldn't I be confident about the situation I'm in? I have this amount of qualifications or expertise or you know I've put this many hours into whatever presentation I'm doing sure I might not do it perfectly but I I have a lot of knowledge to share and I deserve to be up here speaking in front of these people yeah and I think in everyday life you can apply it you know so for example our buddy Matt the owner of the box you know he broke up with his girlfriend you know, at this point, it's a year ago, right? Say, this isn't new news. This isn't new news, <laughs> but I had this conversation with him. And he was down in the dumps. He was depressed. And, you know, one of the things he said to me was like, I don't know if I'll meet someone like her again. Mm-hmm. And I said, Matt, I've been down here for five years. I've seen you date, you know, three to five girls. And every time they get progressively more attractive. <laughs> and I said, there's a trend. I said, why do you think that trend is going to break? Why would you think for one second, all of a sudden, you're not going to find someone? Mm -hmm. And that goes for everybody. You know, you end a relationship and you're like, I'll never meet someone again. It's like, whether you're 30, 40, 50, you've met people your entire life. So with anything, it just goes to, you know, you have to look back at your past successes and make sure those are what you think about rather than your failures. Because more often than not, you have significantly more successes than you do failures. Mm -hmm. So at this point, you're right. I have 200 wins at a seminar versus, you know, nine. And I wouldn't even call them failures because it wasn't, you're not hired. It was, you're good, but we need more. Yeah. You know, so if you're listening and you're thinking about a workout, you're thinking about your nutrition, and you think back over the years of your life, more often than not, you've had success than you've had failure. And I think there's something innate in all of us that goes to worst case scenario, which is good because it protects you and it makes you work hard when it's, I don't know if I can hit this snatch. Well, now I'm going to pull the bar fucking harder to make sure I hit it. Or I don't know if I can meet someone. Well, now you'll put yourself out there to, to meet that person. But yeah, I think, you know, start with what you say and ultimately that'll influence what you do and think back to your successes. You know, another scenario 
you were recently gone for two weeks and you know believe it or not i survived Right? I didn't die without you here. Barely. And Can I... Can you check yourself in for scurvy at one point? <laughs> I thought I had scurvy, yeah. Okay. I had an orange, I was fine. But, you know, in, in that time I cooked, and I think you would agree I would classify myself as a bad cook, but it just turns out I wasn't doing it enough. And then, you know, by the middle of the first week, cooking three, four meals, I'm like, hey, I'm a decent cook. I'm going to experiment with this hot sauces, with seasonings. <laughs> You know, and I'm still not the world's best cook, but if I had to, I'm like, I can make something decent. Yeah, and it's just something edible. And that took 10 days out of 40 years. So imagine what you could do over a year, five years, a decade. You can really build some confidence. And on that note, I think it's your turn to make dinner then. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would pass as edible for me, but as long as you like your own food, that's all that matters, babe. Hot sauce can disguise a lot of things. <laughs> Too right. Hey guys, just a quick message before you go. We really appreciate you tuning in and listening to what we have to say. We do our best to provide you with valuable insights in our own entertaining way, and we hope you get a lot out of it. Whether you're on your drive to work, walking the dog, or however else it is you go about enjoying your podcasts. But for us to continue to keep doing that, we really need your support. So whether that's subscribing to our podcast feed, sharing an episode, or supporting our podcast with a monthly donation by clicking on the link in our podcast show notes, we genuinely would appreciate you showing us some love. So thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to entertaining you the next time on another episode of the Own Your Eating Podcast. Thank you.